back to me talking about my version of the Marauders in podcast form with Emma. Um, we are straight vibing. So I think the vibes are I've had a good week. <laughs> Emma has had the most amount of tests I have ever heard in my entire life. So yep. maybe, maybe put, put an F in the chat for Emma. <laughs> All right. So I did ask questions, but only like an hour ago. <laughs> So we'll get we'll get the um, the obvious out of the way. I have not watched Heartstopper, um, <laughs> and I in the there's been there's been drama in the Heartstopper community. You haven't heard about it. I did not know it was it was not it it was not fun. Oh. Um, and I it makes me kind of not want to watch Heartstopper, <laughs> not for the show. I'm sure the show is great. But the fandom, I'm a little worried about at this point. Anyway, but we'll move on. I haven't watched Heartstopper. I might need like a like a <laughs> some time to recover from that before I consider watching it again. Um, but anyway, uh, mostly people are just asking how we're doing. Um, and as we said, I'm vibing. <laughs> and Emma's just okay. <laughs> have another exam and paper this next week like yeah you you decide she okay this is what happened when i i said hey can you record tomorrow she said i don't know i have an exam and a wedding to go to tomorrow so i'm a little busy and then literally not even a minute later in the same minute texted me actually i don't want to take an exam tomorrow so yes i can (laughs) um so you're literally just not taking an exam right now that you could have taken i guess yeah i I was yeah okay i (laughs) somebody said um what would the marauders get at taco bell and i feel like that's actually a really good question mostly because so my college town is really small actually um and there's not a lot of fast food places here there's not a lot of places with drive-thrus I don't know. I don't really go through because I only eat like with my meal plan money. But you can See, get Taco Bell with my meal plan. <laughs> Yo, let's go. Well, and I always get Taco Bell because point is, um, if I, you know, I'm not feeling well and I like sleep through dinner, which happens a lot because I'm just tired by the end of the day, and then my dining hall is closed, and so I have to still eat something. But it's like eleven at night. Only place that is open here is Taco Bell. Literally everything closes at nine. So if I want to get food past nine, oh, it has to be Taco Bell. I know it's a small town, and they're just like, <laughs> "What if we all? What if we just closed everything?" And I'm like, "You have it's a large college, like in a small town, and so you would think that they would still keep things open, but they just don't. <laughs> they're like, good luck." Um, but anyway, point is, Taco Bell is the only thing. I'm pretty sure it's like the only thing that's open past nine. Um, and so I frequent Taco Bell a lot, which I don't even like. I don't even like Taco Bell very much. It's just the only thing. It's literally like my only option and I need to eat food. Um, so anyway, um, point is, I think James would, no, I don't, I actually, no, I take that back. I think Sirius would get my go-to, which is a nachos bel grande. I feel like that would be his, his kind of vibe. I don't know why. There's no rhyme or reason. Remus would get a quesadilla. Um, James would get. James would ask every single time if they have nacho fries. Yeah, I feel like James just gets like a lot of tacos, like just a lot. <laughs> Certain amount. 
<laughs> yeah, like, like you know, you can get, like, a meal that's just, like, three tacos, but he's like, hey, can I get individually, like, six tacos? And they're like, do you want the party pack? And he's like, no, I just want six tacos just for me. <laughs> um, I don't know what Peter would get. He would get, like, one of the weird things, you know? Like, there's some things there that are just kind of weird. I feel like Peter would be obsessed with, like, the Mexican pizza, and would be like really upset that they're like that they always run out. Like unreasonably upset. <laughs> no, I, I don't ever really the- go to Taco Bell, so I'm not <laughs> I've never had the Mexican pizza. I just know whenever I go, there's like something on the thing that says like, it's like sold out. out. Yeah, sold out. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um now I gotta look up the Taco Bell menu because I literally only just get the nachos full grande and that's it. Peter and James and Sirius, just not Remus, they all like always get a Baja Blast every single time. Like no doubt. But Remus, Remus I feel like is not a fan of the Baja Blast. But the rest are and they probably bully him about it. Peter gets Doritos Locos Tacos. All the time. Every time. Um, I feel like that's his go-to. Yeah, but I feel like we're good. We killed it. <laughs> Mostly just me because I, I go to Taco Bell too much now. <laughs> you need to you need to take advantage of, of like your dining dollars or whatever they call them. You gotta you gotta use them. Go to Taco Bell more. <laughs> I don't want Taco Bell all the time. I don't want Neither six do I. tacos. You think I want to go there all the time? I don't. <laughs> I just forget to go to the grocery store, and I'm like, well, shoot, there's nothing in my fridge. <laughs> Speaking of, I need to go to the grocery store today. <laughs> um, anyway, that was a great question. Do you like white cheddar mac and cheese? I don't know if I've had white cheddar mac and I cheese. I don't think I have either. I so. like the three cheese ones. Mm. I I don't like mac and cheese, but... I feel like if I, people might get mad about that. Like you don't like the craft one, or do you do you like, I don't like, like homemade? I don't though? like anything. I'm I'm more inclined to eat like homemade stuff, but homemade I homemade mac and cheese is so good. It yeah, it can be, but like I just it's not my vibe. I, I what about like I Panera? Explanation. I no, I don't like it. Mm. The Panera no. mac and cheese is like more cheese than mac. <laughs> Panera is just like the it's wildest so... place. Some people hate Panera. They're like, why would I pay money for hospital I food? I love Panera. <laughs> at some point, I agree. I'm like, sometimes you're just, it's pretty mid food. But when you're in the mood for Panera, you're in the mood it's for delicious. Panera. It's so good. You can get just bowls of bread. Like, what literally? What more do you want? <laughs> You can just, they're like, do you want a baguette or a fruit or chips? And you're like, a baguette, obviously. Because what else? It's just more bread. Obviously, you want that. Yeah. Anyway, you get a bread bowl with your baguette. It's delicious. It's so good. So we have a lot of food-related questions, I'm realizing. I don't know why. I think it's hilarious, though. So we're only going to answer food questions. Okay. Um, Somebody said hot chocolate or chicken tenders. I'm going to have to go with hot chocolate. Okay, I think I'm going to go with that as well. Um, because, yep. 
We have so many hot chocolates here. I have to tell you, my roommate's mom is like the Pinterest mom. Our suite is decorated so much. And every time she comes, she makes can-made chocolate, like hot chocolate bombs. They're so good. And she makes like these incredible different flavors. And so I'm in love with hot chocolate. I eat hot chocolate or (laughs) eat. I drink hot chocolate. The like, powder just so yes, <laughs> like so much just because those hot chocolate bombs are so good. She always puts like the mini marshmallows in them, and like she even has like a hot cider bomb, which we've only gotten like once, but has been like insanely good. She brings like a whole array of things, and I'm like, I I don't know. I love that. I know. I'm like, this is so great. Like genuinely i'm already thinking ahead to like next year and being like i will be so sad because i probably won't be rooming with her again because we like have completely different different plans and stuff and i'm like and i'm not gonna have these anymore (laughs) and it's gonna make me so sad (laughs) like i'll also miss the girl but like mostly uh somebody asked favorite thanksgiving food because it's coming up we gotta gotta answer this I love pumpkin pie. You do? I do. I love it. I, I'm i so sorry to disappoint. I think I In just In the past like... week, I've eaten like three slices of pumpkin pie. I love that for you. Um, I, I just, I don't think I like the texture. It's and so delicious. It's just... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate to say that, but I will say mashed potatoes with like basil and stuff we always make like hand make our mashed potatoes at thanksgiving so good like for no reason um but then we also make this dessert um that has a graham cracker bottom and then like cherry jello um and then whipped cream on top and it's the best thing i've ever experienced in my life and I look forward to it every holiday. We have it at Thanksgiving and Christmas. So good. Um, yeah. Okay. And then last one is going to be, what is your comfort snack when cramming for tests and exams? So for me, it is cheese on a tortilla in a microwave. You might call it a quesadilla, but it doesn't count. Um, and that, I, yes. I Since this has been what I've been doing... Mm. I have been eating those, like, Nutter Butter bars that are, like, mm. so good. I love yeah. those. They're pretty good. I have to go get more, though, because I ate all of them this week. <laughs> all right. Well, we can jump into the episode um, because we've been talking for, like, way too long. So, anyway, so it is Christmas time. This is a Christmas episode. Congratulations for making it to Christmas. Um, I know it is almost Thanksgiving for us, but in 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 the timeline, it's Christmas, so we're all just gonna deal with it. All right. Um, uh, I just said jump on in. We need to do something else. Let's eat Panera bread bowls on into this episode. I can get behind that. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so the opening scene is like a quick compilation of Lily just because, in case you forgot, last episode she found out that they're all animagi. So I feel like this first episode is just, or this first scene is just a quick compilation of her like realizing things <laughs> and being like, "Dude, I don't, I don't like that." Like they're just sitting in class, and she'll just like stop and be like, 
so so this is what it is um like she was like and to think i used to think you guys were all just tired after a full moon because like you felt bad for your friend and like stayed up late and were nervous and they're all like nah <laughs> we were having a good time <laughs> um and like one day her being like i f- i feel like I- this is a big one she was like hold on so you all knew it wasn't just james and they were like what and she was like, you all saw that my Patronus was a doe. <laughs> and you knew about James. And Remus was like, oh, yeah. We did know about that. <laughs> and she's like, bro, what the heck? And Sirius is like, listen, we tried to push James to go for it. But do you really think us telling you was going to get like anywhere was going to go over well? And she was like, that is fair. But I, this is, this is a bit much. Like, just imagine all of you. All of your friends being like, we know our two friends are literal soulmates, and we're just going to sit and watch this unfold. <laughs> They're like, what can you do? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then one day, it's like, <laughs> they are just sitting, doing homework, having a good time. And she's like, James. And he's like, yeah? And she's like, the centaur? And he's like... Uh, he just doesn't say anything, and she's like, "So he wasn't he wasn't that crazy, was he?" <laughs> and he's like, "Listen, I'm st- not human." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "Listen, I still don't know like what the what he was talking about with the rest of stuff." Um, and the others are not really paying attention, but eventually, Virus is like, "Okay, like what what are you guys talking about?" And she's like, "That day we were in the forest, that centaur said a bunch of strange." things and like had a bunch of weird reasons for letting me and james go and one of them was that james isn't human (laughs) and he's like oh yeah according to like most of the most of the most of the creatures in the forest like yeah no they're not human um and she's like and i wrote off everything else that that centaur said and (laughs) remus is like well what else did he say And Lily and James just kind of look at each other, and there's a long silence, and then Remus looks up, and he's like, why? What did he say? And James is like, uh, that if we fall in love, then, like, the war will end. (laughs) And he's like, I'm sorry, what? And this, like, gets the others to, like, look up. And they're like, I'm sorry, what what the heck? And Lily's like, okay, well, it was more like the war would end because we fell in love. They're like, that's not better. Um, and Lily's like, so maybe, she's like, maybe it's just like a butterfly effect thing, you know? Like, if, if X happens, then like Y will happen, and it's just like a coincidence. And Remus is like, Lily, you know none of them know math. You can't just throw X and Ys into conversation. <laughs> Hmm. But I think that's I think kind that's of the end of so that. So dumb that they don't know math. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or that they don't have like a Latin class when all of their spells are literally Latin. They're just Latin, and they don't have a class. <laughs> anyway, but anyway, I think they just—that's kind of the end of that conversation. Like they just don't focus on it. They're like, yeah. Anyways, that's, <laughs> that's kind of crazy, but like it's fine, right? Um, but. <laughs> kind of wacky so um i also think that lily and mary and julie and like the gals um they all talk because you know she's dating james and it's like a thing now 
Um, and they're all very interested in it. And, you know, they're just talking. And I think the night before, like, their last exams, they had, like, you know, just a total, like, typical girl sleepover thing. Um, and, like, you know, just are having a good time. Um, I think it was super fun. And then, like, most girl sleepovers, I think that it got, like, really deep. <laughs> past like 2 a.m and they're just like having existential talks but um but i think that um that led like the other girls to like really give legit and sincere apologies to lily for everything that had happened and being like listen like low-key your parents died um <laughs> so did, did you know that lily actually <laughs> Gosh. Um, but no, I feel like I feel like um Margaret like is for sure going against like what her parents think is real, but she's like, nah, like this is legit and it's and it's not right and all that stuff. So I, I feel I feel like it's a good it's a good solid time. Um and from that night on, I think Lily kind of would she still liked having like her own private room. Like I'm not gonna lie, I don't think she ever fully gives that up. But she like starts to you know sleep and hang out in the girls' dorm a little bit more. Um, yeah, cause like, <laughs> cause like I wouldn't give that up. <laughs> you gave me a private room at any point. I'm gonna take it. <laughs> it's just you fact. did. Like... I did. I have a private room here. Like I love my sweet mates, but I I can't room with other people. And I feel like Lily's the same way. Um, but anyway, but yeah, I feel like Mary was like, Hey Lily, like if you want to stay at my place for Christmas, like that's fine. And Lily's like, I don't think you understand. I'm literally forced to stay at the Potters or like <laughs> Euphemia will cry. So <laughs> she's, she's like, like, we can't have that. She's like, I, I think like literally I, I am required. Um, <laughs> He's like, it's mandatory. So, she's like, yeah, it's kind of for all of us. Like, once you start hanging out with that group, like, you really got to spend Christmas with them. Um, but speaking of, um, so I feel like they're all sitting around one day making Christmas plans. And Peter just, and you know, they're like, okay, so like this day, like, we're going to do this and stuff like that. And Peter, like, kind of clears his throat at some point. He's like, mm. so actually, um, and. He's like, so so turns out my parents kind of want me to stay with them for Christmas, and I think I'm going to. And they're all like, is that allowed? Is that a thing that people do? We gotta call um, James' mom on this one. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like especially Peter was just like always, you know, he always, you know, wanted to hang out with James and like wanted to be at the Potters and all that stuff. And so the fact he's kind of like, nah is like just really weird to them and he's like you know he's like if peter's like okay listen it's my last christmas before i'm like actually an adult i think they're all of age by now but like you know but you're still, still in school. school yeah and so he's like it's my last christmas before that and you know they want to they want to spend time with me <laughs> crazy <laughs> um and you know they asked and i think i should i i i'm still gonna like visit a bunch but i think it would be good if i like actually slept in my own house um and james is like shocked and low-key a little bit hurt he's like <laughs> he's holding back to his, it's fine he's like no it makes sense you're good don't even <laughs> mm. but yeah 
they always spent Christmas together. Maybe not like the day itself. I feel like then they would like go to their families because like that's a little rude to be like <laughs> see a parents. Um, but like just like basically the entire break, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then things get worse. Then Remus is like, so actually I was thinking of maybe doing the same thing. And Sirius is like, yo, what the heck? <laughs> um, Sirius is like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go home too. Like maybe just. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's like, I was thinking of staying home myself. So so Sirius is like, okay, what about me? And he's like, and Remus is like, okay, you'll survive. But I'm not gonna lie, things were a little tense. The last time I saw my parents, if you'll recall, um, I told them I was friends with you, Sirius. <laughs> and think yeah, I'm thinking it might be nice to like, you know, try and hang out with them. Um, and also his sister. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Sirius kind of rolls his eyes. Um, and he's like, so yeah, I might appreciate it if I spent most of this break with them. And he's like, but not all. Um, but it might be nice, especially to spend more time with Emmeline, you know. Um, and Sirius is like dramatically like scorning. Um, and he's like, you know, it's fine. Just don't expect for me to be waiting for you when you get back. There's plenty of men who would kill to be in your situation. <laughs> He's like, he's like, sure, You're abandoning me. Uh, Rius just rolls his eyes. He's like, listen, I'm sorry. This is my favorite part. I feel like, I feel like Remus constantly teases Sirius about this, but this was the wrong time to do it. So he goes, listen, Sirius, I'm sorry because I still have parents and would like to spend time with them. <laughs> and Sirius is like, oh, okay. And then Lily's like, thanks, Remus. And then they're all like, oh. Shoot. <laughs> Oh, and he's, Remus is like, I'm so sorry. And the entire room like freaks out. And Remus like wants to die. And James is like, so you are officially the first person to actually not be invited to Christmas at the Potters. Um, because you said that. Um, I think Remus just like hides under his blankets <laughs> for like the rest of the conversation. Yeah, maybe joking about having parents. <laughs> he can do it in front of Sirius, but... But not another company. <laughs> um, so when Remus gets off the train, he like doesn't leave to go home with the Potters, which is like crazy. Um, I think they can all operate by now. I feel like I didn't mention that at all, but it's like been in my head. I'm just sorry that I didn't. They've taken the apparition. They they know what they're doing. They're good. Um, so just teleportation, you know? You know yeah, like... they're good. You get the well, hang I mean, of it. They've already learned like how to turn themselves into animals. I feel like apparition was maybe not the the hardest thing they've learned how to do. Um so anyway, so you know, Peter goes off to his house, he operates off to his house, and then Remus. Um but Remus doesn't go all the way to his house. I think his house has like his dad went kind of crazy with some magical protections, and he's like, I'm pretty sure if I apparated there, um, he like alarms would go off and people would scream and yeah it would not be good um so anyway so he (laughs) he operates to like the small muggle town like a couple like a couple miles from where he lives and then like hitched a ride because it was the 70s and people did that Uh, (laughs) and he's like you know and he you know pretends he's a muggle and it's a small town and he's like what are you doing at the lupins and he's like uh so i i'm their nephew i am the lupins 
No, I don't think he says that because I feel like a lot of people in this town just don't know he exists because he's gone. And when he was a kid, he was a werewolf. And so, you know, there were some things going on there. So he's like, yes, my name is is John. John. Technically not a wow. little name. He's very creative. How creative. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so then he gets to the door and he hears someone playing Christmas songs on the piano. And he knocks. And his mom answers, and she stops short, and then she just hugs him, and she's like, what are you doing here? He's like, Merry Christmas! Um, decided to stay here. She's like, why didn't you tell us? And he's like, wanted it to be a surprise, haha. Um, and then I feel like Emmeline just, like, f- flies at him um, and gives him, like, a huge hug, and she's, like, freaking out, and immediately they're just, like, babbling and talking and you know, M's asking about school, about his life, about everything, and Remus is doing the same. And he's like, holy crap, you were so good at the piano, I thought it was mom. And she's like, really? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, even when his dad comes home from, like, work that night, I feel like, you know, it was still happy. You know, they're they're not trying to, trying to ruin it by being like, so you're still friends with Sirius Black. Uh, and instead, they're just like, we're just here for Christmas. Um, so just generally great, happy Christmas vibes um, at the Lupin household. Um, if he's being honest, Remus has barely written to his parents at all in the past year. Uh, and I'll, like they kind of reached an impasse about Sirius, but it hasn't really been the same. So there's catching up to do. Um, and Remus leaves things out uh, while he's kind of catching up. He only tells the happy parts. I don't think he gets into like, yeah, so like, my friend's parents died and then things were like really sad for like a a while you know (laughs) um so he just kind of only tells the happy parts he's like yeah lily and james started dating it's kind of crazy um and then he's like i I did good on my exams i'm happy um but he doesn't tell them about the money though not yet (laughs) um i sometimes just forget that they're all millionaires now yeah for real um so anyways let's go to christmas at the potters so i think christmas at the potters was pretty good but like also really quiet um and like not just because it was like only james lily and Sirius, but also because i feel like a lot (laughs) has happened for two of two of the people in that house in the past year regarding families (laughs) and so you know maybe they weren't the most (laughs) rah 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 christmas um so it was less like rowdy nights and more like quiet afternoons sitting and talking on the couch. Um, and I feel like James gave his mirror to Remus before he left. So like Sirius and Remus were still like talking and stuff. It wasn't like crazy, sad isolation moment or anything. Um, but, um, you know, it's just kind of meant there's a lot of like Sirius being up in his room and Lily and James just kind of talking downstairs um and effie and monty just trying to give everybody their space a little bit more um but the first day they are home um i guys i'm gonna warn you it's a little bit sad but it's it's christmas okay i know okay it's not supposed to be sad okay it's gonna be okay that's the rules like there's gonna be happy christmas joy joy okay but also there's a war Two of them don't have families anymore. It's a little rough. I'm not going to lie. 
Um, so anyway, so Lily is, so the first day Lily gets home, she gets her letter, she gets a letter from Petunia, and that's the first letter that she's gotten since the funeral. And it's short. It's like, Lily, I've spent the last couple months preparing the bakery and the house to be sold. New owners are moving in on January 1st. I've gone through and gotten everything important that I want, but maybe want stuff. Um, so go to the house and go get whatever you want and get rid of the rest, basically. Um, and Lily's like, cool, so I'm on clean-out duty? This is great. Um, <laughs> so I feel like Lily woke up early that day and she's um, just in the kitchen while James is off doing his morning run. I, yeah. I wonder... I guess I, I've only ever pictured him running when it's, like, warm outside, and it's literally, like, snowing. He's just running. So the question is, does his he outfit still, he does still, not change? He still goes for his morning run? Yeah. Okay. I feel In, like, like, shorts and, like, a t-shirt, too. Like I feel he's... like the t-shirt, but I feel like he does wear sweatpants. But <laughs> that's the only change. Still a t-shirt, and it's, like, a see-through t-shirt. Like, it's it's not thick. And he's like, yes. Um, anyway, um, so she's so Lily woke up early that day and she's in the kitchen while James is off doing his thing. Um, and when he comes back from showering, he just sees her kind of sitting at the kitchen table with with her mug of cocoa. I'm sorry, I'm obsessed with hot chocolate because <laughs> of those freaking hot chocolate bombs. Um, and she's just looking out the window and he's like, hey, what's up? And then he sees the letter and um, he's like, well, shoot. Um and so he um, sits down next to her and he's like, okay, are you like good? And she just kind of nods, but doesn't say anything. And James doesn't push it. You know, he's learned in the past couple months. Um, so he just gets himself his own, his own hot chocolate. Um, and they just kind of sit there for a while. And then she's like, you know, I figured she had done all of this months ago, you know, and she w- just wasn't going to tell me. So, you know, at least I got something that's good. And he's like, yeah, that is good. And then they don't say anything for a while. Because James was like, I don't know, man. Um, and, but eventually Lily is like, I, I want to go so badly, but I'm so scared. I'm scared of walking into that house and they're just not there. And James is like, yeah. Um, <laughs> but he's like, I think it's all right to be scared. It'll be different. But, like, I know you can do it. And I know, like, they would want you to have memories of them if you want them. Um, and so, you know, she's, she's like, she just nods. And then after a while, she's like, will you come with me? And James is like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, if that's what you want. And she's like, now? And he's like, all right, let's go. Um, <laughs> let's go. And so then they went. Um so the next bullet point is called Peter Crimmin, uh, <laughs> because Merry Christmas is Crimmin, <laughs> Merry Chrysler. <laughs> I it's my favorite vine ever. Do you remember that? Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a good vine. Um. So anyway, so Peter saying that he wanted to stay with his parents is like seventy-five percent true. Uh, the other 25% is that he's low-key been invited to spend the first few days with break at the Follies, as in Kyra Folly, as in her parents' house, um, as in they're like the sacred 28, and it's kind of a big deal. And he was like, hmm, somehow I don't feel like my friends are going to vibe with that. 
So he just kind of left that out and invite he... Sirius along, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that would be so bad. <laughs> um and they're and the um the Follies are have like this huge like multifamily like Christmas party where there's like more people from the Sacred Twenty Eight. I don't think like the blacks come, but like maybe the Lestranges, I don't know. Um somebody else shows up. It's gonna be like the more chill of the Sacred Twenty Eight, and then you said that and I was like, Oh, so not really. Well, well no, I actually no, I do just dis- I do disagree with the Lestranges. Maybe not them, but like maybe some of the some of the more Sacred Twenty Eight. Um but from what Peter's gathered, he's pretty sure Kyra's family isn't, like, straight-up Death Eaters, which is good, you know? <laughs> um, but they are part of all of that stuff, and, like, frankly, I feel like Kyra's just kind of unbothered by everything happening in the war. She feels like it's over dramatic and it's not actually what's happening, you know? Um which is not true, and she should know more than anything else, but I feel like she kind of since her parents are kind of like, oh, it's fine. She's like, yeah, it's like not even a big deal. Um, it's not even a thing. I don't even know. Um, so, like, whenever people bring it up in, like, casual conversations, she's like, I feel like people are caring so much about, like, a small issue or, you know, stuff like that. Or, like, people are being too dramatic. And it always kind of rubs Peter the wrong way. Because he does... It's like, Lily's has, parents are dead. He, he He does still have morals here a little bit. Um, but he, like, knows that Kyra's, like, not trying to, like, be purposefully mean, and also she's nice to him, and also, like, she's not, she's not out here, like, saying mud she's not or evil. like that. Yeah. Um, and so he's, like, I don't know. So he doesn't ever really say anything about it, except for this one time when they're, like, hanging out, like, at her house or whatever. Um, uh, and she said something about Lily being too invested in the whole, like, Muggleborn thing. Her parents were I know, and so Peter, for the first time, is like, okay, Kyra, her parents died. Can you literally give her a break? And she just kind of looks at him, and she's a little, she's a little shocked because like Peter doesn't stand up to people. That's not really what he does. Um, and she's she looks at him, and she's like, and it kind of makes her come to her senses, and she's like, okay, I'm sorry, you're right. Um, and Peter doesn't look convinced though, and she's like, no, she's like, you are right. I just, I have never liked her. Um, so sometimes I forget. <laughs> um, but, you know, you're right. I should I should for sure cut her some slack this year. I'm sure it hasn't been easy. And he's like, it hasn't been. And she's like, right. And he's like, right. Um, and then they were quiet for a second. And then she goes, but do you really think they were, like, killed, like, by Death Eaters? And he's like, uh, Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I do? What kind of question is that? And she's like, okay, well, come on. It's not like it's really been confirmed. Like, that's just what people say. And he's just like, bro, what the heck? And then he's like, okay, Rodolphus Lestrange came up to her at her parents' funeral and told her they killed her parents and said they would do it to more Muggleborns. And she's like, for real? <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He's like, Lily was kind of like low-key traumatized about it. Um, and so Kyra's like, shoot, and she kind of sits there for a second thinking, and then she's like, okay, but, like, that Lestrange dude is, like, known to be crazy. And he's, like, she's like, people have been saying that for years. And Peter's like, yeah, I'd say you have to be pretty crazy to, like, admit to killing somebody's parents. I'd say that'd be, that'd be a pretty crazy thing to do. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Kyra's like, no, but I mean, like, 
he could have just been saying that, right? Like, to kind of, like, stir the pot. And Peter's like, dude, Cairo, what is going on? And she's like, listen, I'm not saying Lily's, like, a liar or that, like, her parents aren't dead or something, but I'm just saying there's not a lot of proof here. And I think it might be more likely that, like, some crazy dude randomly did it and then, like, people are trying to make it be, like, this big political attack. And Peter's like, bro, do people think this? I don't Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, yeah, so... (laughs) um peter's kind of blown away and she's like listen she's like pete i'm not trying to deny everything maybe it did happen that way i don't know but it seems kind of unlikely that it was like this huge planned thing i mean that only really happens happens in like stories um and you know you're only around people who like completely believe it all but like most people i don't think they really see the world that way and so Peter doesn't say anything, and Kyra's like, listen, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have asked. And they kind of go on with the rest of their day. But yeah, so <laughs> kind of wanted to show that whole perspective from, from Kyra, because I don't know. P- I don't think Peter knows like what to think at all at that point. <laughs> He's like, bruh, I... <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Oh. So anyway, so let's go to um, Lily and James. This is the saddest scene in, in the whole thing, I promise, it's, and it's not that bad. We'll be okay. It's not even sad era. This is like sad segment, you know? <laughs> um, but anyway, so they get to the bakery, and the bakery is like com- basically completely empty. Um, Lily guesses that it's like the doing of like the couple of employees that her parents had because like everything's clean and it looks neat and ready to be sold and she's like Petunia did not do this um, just not not a thing um, and she's she only stays there for just a short little while because she's like she doesn't like stay and have like a big moment there because she's like this is like not the same place you know, it's completely empty and it, it just doesn't feel the same. It doesn't it doesn't even matter. But the house was a different story. So most of the furniture is gone and like a lot of the things were gone, but there's still like stuff there, like a lot. Like Petunia literally left Lily to like clean it all up. Um, <laughs> and Lily's like, is this a gift or a punishment? I don't know. Um, but Lily realized this is going to take them like the whole day. Um, so they start in Lily's room, which is, like, by far the easiest to clean and sort through. Um, Lily's just, like, directing things, and James is helping, and, like, magic is used to clean everything, and it's just very quickly, it's all pristine. There's a small pile of things to be donated in a box on her bed, but she keeps basically everything in the room, because it's, like, her her bedroom, like, you know, it's her stuff. Um, but then, and then she looks in Petunia's room and finds it, like, pretty much just as empty and as clean. Um, and then she goes to her parents' room, and she, like, opens it, and then quickly, like, closes it and turns around, um, and James is like, you good? And she's like, um, Petunia took all the antique furniture that was supposed to be mine, that was, like, their whole bedroom set, and she's like, I kind of really wanted that, you know? And James is like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, and she's like, it's fine, it's just things, but, like, dude, what the heck? Um, and so then she goes in there, um, and then she finds kind of a similar story in the closet. I feel like Lily's, like, favorites of, like, her mom's dresses that maybe she wanted were, like, basically all gone. But she kind of expected that because, like, you know, Petunia would actually, like, wear them and stuff. Um, and Lily wasn't really a dress gal anyway. Um, but, you know, 
she and she did find like a few things um of her mom's that she you know decided to keep um but like pretty much all the jewelry was gone too and that really sucked because she wanted something of her mother's to keep but then i feel like as she's like continuing to go through the closet like she sees like a little sparkle in the corner and it's like a necklace that had like fallen down that was her mom's um and it's just like a simple thin gold necklace with like a little white pendant um and it like wasn't her her mom's favorite by any means but like it was something um and so you know she takes it and she puts it on and i feel like she almost never takes it off um so that's kind of cute um <laughs> but um and she does find like a lot of like her dad's sweaters and she keeps pretty much all of them she's like they're mine now congrats um <laughs> and when she is like done going through it all she's like okay the rest is going to be donated um james like raises his wand and lily stops him she's like no we're not doing magic for this stuff like we're cleaning it all up by hand and he was like all right sweet um and james is not good at cleaning but he does his best (laughs) um but yeah the rest of the rooms kind of go similarly the decision to not use magic costs them like a lot of times but like it's it's worth it you know um and truly there's not like a lot left that's like gonna be kept um and, like, once they get to the living room, Lily, like, stops and just, like, grins for, like, the first time. And James was like, yo, what? What's up? Um, kind of been sad. Um, and she walks over to, like, um, to this huge record cabinet by the couch that has the record player on top of it. And she opens it. Um, and she's like, oh, my gosh. It's, like, untouched. She's like, Petunia wouldn't know good music if it punched her in the face. Um, and so she's like, okay, we're going through this first. And so there's a lot to sort through, like a lot, because it's a big cabinet and her dad doesn't really, he never went through it. Um, he just kind of always bought things. Um, so, you know, they sit down together and start sorting through, uh, with like James, like reading album names and Lily being like, keep, and pretty much they only ever said no to something when like, they realized several times that they had like the same copies of things because her dad just like kept on buying them. Um, but yeah, but, or if it's like music that like, she for sure is like, my dad hated this. Like, I don't want to keep that. Like, that's not a thing. Um. But at one point, James, like, remarks, he's like, you know, I thought I knew music, but now I I don't. I don't recognize any of this. And she's like, yeah, my dad was American and primarily listened to American music. And so it wouldn't be anything that Sirius listens to. Um, I feel like she pulls out Billy Joel and plays The Stranger, which she hasn't heard because it has not. It came out while she was at school. Um, But she can, like, tell that her dad had been listening to it um because it was like in like one of the first slots so she starts to listen to it um and they do that as they go through everything um and you know eventually they kind of get through all of the stuff in the cabinet and they start going through the rest of the stuff which is the living room and the kitchen and that's the last of the house um and they're going through everything (laughs) but they keep on coming across more records in the living room like just stuck in random places (laughs) and she's like yeah he did that sometimes and he's like and james is like okay um but james found american pie um the single it is my favorite song <laughs> um and he was like bro what the heck is this why is it called american pie um 
and she, and he's also like why is it so small because it was a single uh <laughs> and she's like it's a single james it's just one song and he's like why would they do that and she's like well it's the best song in the world and he's like really and she's like yeah it's also nine minutes long and he's like nine <laughs> and she's like yeah <laughs> He's like, what the heck? Um, but then Lily's kind of like, you know, it was it was our song, you know, like me and my dad's. When I came home from my first year at Hogwarts, it was really hard. I wanted to stay friends with everybody from like Muggle school, but I didn't know anything Muggle that had happened in the last year. It was and it was scary, you know. I I I was worried that they would figure it out, which like no, they wouldn't have. But you know, I think mostly they just thought I was really like lame and uncool, and I didn't know what was going on. Um, but she's like, but I came home that night and cried to my dad and was like, I don't know anything anymore. I don't know any music anymore. Um, and he told me he was going to teach me the best song in the world. Um, it, it had come out while I was at school. Um, and so he made sure I knew every word before I went to bed that night. Um, and we sang it like anytime I like felt overwhelmed or othered by like the wizarding world. Um, and, you know, she just kind of gets lost in remembering it. And then she she pulls herself back and she's like, do you want to hear it? And James is like, heck yeah. <laughs> um, and so then she puts it on um, and James is like, do you still know every word? And she's like, of course I do. Um, and she does. Um, and I feel like Lily sings like all 10 minutes and like it's crazy into it um, and just getting caught up in like the lyrics and the story of the song um but then during the last like verse things get emotional she remembers her dad and like all the times they had sung this together um and singing about the day that the music died reminded her that like her dad isn't there anymore um you know and it's he was like her like music her connection to the muggle world um and so she sings the last chorus and she starts you know tears start to fall and then the song ended and the needle on the record like starts playing fuzz um, and it all just seems to hit her and she hugs James as tight as she could and finally just lets it all out. So sorry about that. Um, but that's the end of that <laughs> scene. I love that song. I have had this idea of Lily singing it to James in this moment for well over a year at this point. Um, probably coming around two years. And I feel like everybody needs to go and listen to American Pie all 10 minutes of it and report back to me we have it it's on like band hero and so like whenever i hear it i can like feel the like you know like the little like <laughs> i love it so much you're did just, you just hit your yeah. head <laughs> i thought i had more room oh my gosh ow that like actually really hurts <laughs> okay that's gonna that's bruise okay. that's okay um all right, so let's speed run through actual Christmas at this point. Um, so I think the Potters invited the whole Lupin family over for like Christmas Eve dinner and celebrations. They also invited the Pettigrews, but they like decided to stay home and like they were like, yeah, Peter will like come in at some point. Um, I don't know if he actually does. I don't think I wrote in that he does, but maybe he maybe he does, and I just forgot. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's like great. The food, the celebrations, Remus and Sirius sneaking around to spend time to, to with each other for, like, the first time in a week. It's great. Emmeline is there, too. And, of course, she's, like, besties with Sirius and immediately and, like, shamelessly in front of her parents, um, which is, like, makes her dad a little uncom uncomfortable, but, like, whatever. 
Um, I think before we said that Emmeline had come for Christmas, but not Remus's parents. So this is like their first time that they're like doing stuff like that. Um, and it's kind of crazy, you know, everybody's going off. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so Sirius had to do like the whole like meeting the parents thing. Which I think is really funny, and it shouldn't have been weird, because <laughs> according to them, they're just friends, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but also, there's a whole other layer of, like, yo, I'm not a terrible person, my family is just awful, um, and I feel like um, Mr. Lupin makes it, like, the most awkward situation you've ever experienced, and Remus just kind of has to sit there. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like he interrogated him about his family, but I, I don't. I don't know specifics here. I didn't write anything down. This I finished writing this at like eleven thirty last night, um, which for me is late. But I think it just was so incredibly awkward to witness that interaction that like Effie like butts in and is like, "Hey guys!" and then like later she like is sure to casually mention to. Um, oh gosh what is to lyle that like she's like hey like you know sirius is so great and like we basically raised him and man he was always so miserable with his family yeah please know that <laughs> um and stuff but um but yeah i think for sure emmeline played christmas carols like at the piano that the potters totally had even though none of them play the piano um and it's just like absolute best christmas vibes of all time um so close to the end of the night emmeline catches up to um she like comes up to sirius and is like yo she's like you got a motorcycle don't you <laughs> and he like chokes on his drink and he's like uh yeah yeah um how do you know she's like that's how you got to our house that one time He's like, okay, shut up. I thought we were never going to mention that. That might cause some drama here. Um, and she was like, we did. And she, and he's like, okay, what about my bike? And she's like, do you have it here? And he's like, yeah, in the shed outside. She's like, I want to ride it. And Sirius is like, no, that's, that's not happening. She's like, yes, or I tell dad that you've been to our house before. And he's like, girl, what the heck? <laughs> um he's like you wouldn't she's like i would he's like i literally already bribed you i got you that leather jacket after i showed up that was the bribe you can't you can't say now that you're not gonna do it um and she like she like narrows her eyes and is like i seem to recall you not getting me anything for christmas last year so i'm overdue <laughs> She's like, and unless you have a really good present already picked out for me to have tomorrow, and of course he doesn't, because why would he think about that? Um, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, he's like, Emmeline, Remus would literally kill me. And she's like, so? And he's like, your dad would kill me. And she's like, he's not going to know. Um, and she's like, come on, it'll be so much fun. I'll never get another chance in my life. I know it. She's like, we live in that tiny freaking town. Who's going to have a motorcycle? No one. Um, she's like, it's not going to happen. And so Sirius thinks about it. And then just the next thing he knows, they're already sneaking out of the house. <laughs> like, he's not sure when he made the decision, but next thing he knows, he's outside. Um, and they're like, by the shed. 
Um, but it only takes Remus like a minute to notice that they're gone and be like, they're doing something. Both of them gone together is like not good. Um, and so he like <laughs> sneaks out um, and he hears voices coming from the shed and he's like, oh my gosh. Um, and like he sees them like getting out the bike and he's like, no, 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 no. He's like, you are not taking her on that. And Sirius is like, it'll be fine. She'll be perfectly safe and we're not going to go and we're not going to go far. Um, and Remus is obvi- Remus obviously looks skeptical. Um, <laughs> I didn't write if it was Sirius or Emmeline who said this, but I think it's it's I I think it doesn't really matter um, because it says just because you're too scared to get on it doesn't mean that everybody else is, <laughs> um, which I feel like could come from either of them. Um, and Remus like scoffs and he looks at Sirius. He's like, I thought we were trying to get dad to like you and like know that you weren't a, a, per- a bad person this is not this is not helping um and emmeline's like yeah which is why we gotta do this quick before he realizes <laughs> she's like get out of the freaking way <laughs> um and sirius like hands his helmet to, to emmeline and like starts to get on the bike he's like come on mooney and Emmeline goes, yeah, Mooney, it'll be fine. And he's like, yo, you do not get to call me that. That's not okay. And she's like, all right, Remy. Um, and he's like, no, that's... Mm. Um, I just wrote Remus looks appalled. Um, but finally, he's just looking at them and he's like, it's Christmas. Um, and so he's like, okay, he's like, literally five minutes that's it okay and then we're going inside and we're never mentioning this again um and so they and so they go um and remus watches as they like you know remus watches from the shed and he's like it's stupid but it's christmas and you know maybe they were right maybe that fear of the bike is a little bit biased i mean like he he's the one who knows it can fly so he's like, you know, as long as they stay on the ground, it's going to be, it's probably fine. Like muggles do it all the time. Um, and he would never fly with them with Emmeline because like muggles can't fly anyway. It's not like, okay, I, I do agree with this statement that I, that I think maybe it was the JK Rowling thing. I don't know. But the fact that like the, the flying broomsticks aren't, don't fly because they're magic it's because the wizard is magic you know like there's some there's something there but a muggle can't get on a broomstick and fly it doesn't work like that like you have to the ability to fly is from the wizard and the broom just kind of helps out and like makes it focused you know you know what i'm saying anyway um so he's like so he's like yeah no like it wouldn't even work like um you have to be magic for it to work anyway um, and so he watches them go along the path that, like, I feel like Sirius and Fleamont made, like, like almost like a dirt bike path, like, through the woods. Um, but it's not a dirt bike. It's a regular motorcycle, but still. Um, you know, and so he's like, sees the headlights going through the trees, and he sits on the bench and just, on the bench, like, outside the shed and just watch, watches them go, thinking about life and, you know, thinking about what was, what was to come. Um... And he's like, holy crap, are we gonna ever gonna like have another Christmas like this? Like Peter's already gone. Um 
and you know would there be a time when like Emmeline would be able to come over and like stay with him in Sirius for like a Christmas would there even be a time when he's like gonna tell his parents that would they ever get to that point like in a normal time I think yeah I think maybe they would have already done it but like with a war I don't know man seems like a lot of things to to talk about Uh, um but you know Remus kind of pushes those thoughts from his head he's like I'm not going there yet I'm staying in the moment I'm watching Sirius and Emmeline ride on that freaking bike and he's like I can hear them laughing and they're having a great time um you know he's like he can just tell like Emily's having the time of her life on this thing (laughs) she is a completely a motorcycle gal for sure um you know and he's watching you know the headlight go through the woods and like into the small clearing and then the headlight goes up (laughs) (laughs) and Rebus just like stands and is like what the frick is going on here and he like grabs his wand and is like preparing for the worst but but nobody nobody falls um nothing happens um um, and they don't go high, thank goodness. It's only like 10 feet off the ground, uh, which is like nothing in like Quidditch terms and stuff like that. And they're only up there for like a minute. Um, and then they return to the ground and landed by Remus and he like swears at Sirius repeatedly. And he's like, what the frick, frickity frick back were you doing? <laughs> um, like just yelling at him. And then he like turns to Evelyn and starts addressing her, but she's she's swearing too. She's like freaking out. She's like, What the frick was that? That was so cool. <laughs> um, and then, you know, um and Remus is like, Stop stop cursing. You're too young for that, which makes serious like choke and laughter because Remus has been doing that since he was born practically. Remus just glares at him and he turns back to Emily and he's like, and she like just grabs him by like his, by the sides of his arms and is like, Remus, have you done that before? And he's like, no, because I'm not insane. And she's like, you haven't done that? What is wrong with you? Um, and Remus kind of stops slightly. And she's like, dude, that was the most incredible thing to ever happen to me. Did you see that? And she's, like, so starry-eyed that it makes Remus, like, slow down and be, like, a little bit less mad. And he's, like, yeah, I did I did see it. And she's, like, Remus, I was literally flying. What the frick? <laughs> um, and he's, like, yeah, you were. And he's, like, and you were not supposed to be. Um, and he turns to Sirius and she's, like, oh, come on, give him a break. She's, like, I'm fine. I'm more than fine. I don't think I'll ever be able to enjoy a roller coaster again. I think that was the craziest thing that is ever going to happen to me in my entire life. Um, and she looks at Sirius and she's like, it's literally the best Christmas present I will ever get. Do you, you know that, right? Um, and Sirius is like, yeah. Um, okay, that was the end of the scene. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I feel like they go back in and just like lie to everybody about what they were doing. I didn't write this down, but as I was writing it last night, I was like, you know, I bet they went inside and like <laughs> the adults. And even like Lily and James are like, okay, y'all were y'all were doing something that you weren't supposed to. No, this is what I thought of. Okay, while they're inside, Fleamont for sure hears the motorcycle, and is like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but then once they come inside, like Lyle and everybody is like, okay, something was up, and Emmeline's like, yo, we saw this rabbit. It was crazy. <laughs> like the lamest thing and is like yo it was, it was bonkers my guy and they're like did you give her drugs 
because something's going on here. But I think only Fleamont really knew what was up with that. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so anyway, so it's still Christmas Eve, but you know, it's it's that night, everybody's gone home. Um, you know, Remus is just laying in his bed at home. Um, you know, I feel like him saying goodbye to Sirius was like surprisingly difficult. He's like, I'm gonna see you again soon. But like when you like are around somebody every day at school, like sometimes those breaks seem really long. Um, but anyway, but it's also hard because he kind of knows like what's coming tomorrow. So he had gotten pretty simple gifts for everybody, but his real gift was in motion. Um, about 900,000 galleons were being deposited into his parents' Gringotts account um, as he's, as he's kind of chilling there. Um, and frankly, he has no idea how his parents are going to respond. <laughs> but, like, like, not a clue. Like, he could say it's from Sirius, and they'd be like, no. You know? <laughs> um, he, just, he doesn't know. Um, but more than that, he also has to tell them his plan. And he has no idea how they're going to respond to that either. Um, he's been basically trying to spend, like, the best days he can with them because he doesn't really want to ruin the Christmas vibe. But the full moon is just, like, a couple days away, which means that he really has to tell them his plan now. And his plan is, you know, he's going to sit his parents down, the, like, tomorrow night and tell them that he was going to join the Order of the Phoenix as soon as he's done with, with school. Um, and tell them that they, in preparation for that, should basically leave the wizarding world right now for their own safety. Um, tell them that they should just live as muggles. Uh, they have all this money now. His dad doesn't need to work f to work at all. Um, and he could get a job like just as a muggle, you know, but like the only reason his dad had been keeping like a wizarding job was because like he had a son at Hogwarts and felt like he kind of had to do that. But like he's like, no. Um, not really particularly safe anymore. Um, that they should just live in muggles. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be easier during the war to do that. Um, he also <laughs> Loki has a working theory involving maybe telling the Ministry this summer that Remus just straight up died, so that he's no longer connected to them in any formal sense, and there's no trace of him at the Ministry, so he can just do order stuff. And it's like good because he's like now I have the money, I can we could like plausibly get away with that. And then they couldn't be like, oh, you're in the wizarding world because only Lyle is a wizard and he has a muggle wife and a muggle daughter. So, like, it would work out, you know? Um, but, you know, it's the safest option for everybody. But he doesn't, he doesn't know how they're going to take it, you know? It's, it's kind of rough, um, but still. Um, and he's only planning on telling his parents tomorrow. He doesn't even know how he's going to tell Emmeline yet. Like, it's just not... He, he he has no idea um but you know there's gonna come and he's thinking about Emmeline and he's like there's gonna come a point when he can like no longer visit her for her own safety and that's like the, the saddest part for him you know he he thinks about like how happy flying made her today and for a second he thought like that her flying like meant that maybe there was still magic in her but then Sirius confirmed later like no it was just the bike like that's kind of what me and Fleamont had been working on just seeing if we could transport anything like that um but, you know, it was not assisted by the magic of the user. Um, but he thought about how different, like, Emmeline's life would have been if she had been a witch. You know, he's like, oh my gosh, she would have been great. And he's like, no, she is great. I just would have been able to see it more. 
um but you know he keeps on thinking about her reaction to flying and how it's like so starkly different from his own reaction to flying because when he was in first year uh he you know took the flying lessons like one time and had never gotten on a broom since ever um it was terrifying you know for him it was terrifying but for her it was like magical you know (laughs) um and remus was like okay like i he had always like he thought somewhat understandably had a pretty negative outlook on magic um you know him being a wolf and in the war it's just, it's hard to kind of see the positives there but she like knew about all of that her first experience with magic was like her brother literally transforming into a wolf and being unable to stop himself from attacking people and yet she's still so excited to do things like that um you know she still acknowledged the good and she still was just not scared at all and I think that's what, like, makes Remus have his moment of, like, that's what I'm fighting for. I'm fighting for people to acknowledge the good in magic again and for people to not be scared of, to not be scared of it anymore. Um, you know, and so he rolls over it and he looks outside at the moon and it's almost a full moon. But he's not really as scared anymore because he hasn't been in a while. Um, and that's the end of the episode. Um... <laughs> So kind of fun, kind of funky, kind of sad, kind of happy. It had a little bit of everything. But yeah, anything else to add about the episode? I like Emmeline. She's great. <laughs> she is great. I needed her to have like a happy magic moment. I'm trying to think. There's something else I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Just um, I stream on Twitch now, guys. <laughs> This is unrelated to the episode. It just popped into my head and I was like, oh yeah, I have to say that before before I end. Same handle as I use for everything else. Um, I'll add it into the description. But that has been a fun thing that I have begun doing <laughs> in the past little bit because I'm trying to spend less time on social media, but I still need to entertain myself and I can't do anything. Um, like I can't go, I can't physically exert myself. Um, and so I've been playing video games, and when I play video games, I play them on Twitch. So, go ahead, watch those. <laughs> Back to talking about the episode. <laughs> Do we have anything else to add before we kind of sign off and, and finish things up? I don't know. How's how's Peter doing? Like, is he, like... Peter has to have a long time figuring things out. Um... And so I feel like Peter still in his mind is is still loyal to all of his friends and still, you know, still vibing. He just they're they haven't been the nicest to him recently. And so he's kind of taken some space and trying to figure out what other people are thinking. But I don't know. I feel mm. like I feel like Peter's just just doing things that a lot of teenagers do. Which isn't necessarily good, but it's it's, it's little... something. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, if you, even if it's, like, you know, your friends, they kind of are, like, expecting him to just join the war. And I feel like he just does just kind of because his friends expect him to, and not because he likes to fight, you know? So, I, I don't know. Anyway, thank you so much for watching and listening. 
<laughs> I really appreciate it. Shout out to Benji Wilson, Metamorph Modest, and the captioning crew, which is slowly but surely. Um, I always am like, oh, people forgot about the captioning crew, and then there'll be like an episode's done, and I'm like, yo, what the heck? Um, so we love them. Um, yeah, and that uh, we're trying. We haven't recorded every week, but like every other week is pretty is pretty solid. And then like, but I don't know. Thanksgiving is happening. Hopefully, maybe next week. Oh we yeah, do... maybe next week. Don't, don't don't spoil it. We'll let them we'll let them wonder what what might happen next week. Um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, that is pretty much it. Bye. Hi, the rest of this is just me talking about papers, please, for like literally two and a half minutes. So enjoy. I don't know. I'll edit what have that you in. done? Um, like... I'm right now, I'm playing a game called Papers, Please. Um, it's one of my favorite games. It's one of those games that has like 20 different endings that you can get depending on what choices you make. Um, and so I think I've gotten like four endings at this point. Um, and so I'm just making my way through all of that. And it is it is an emotional game um sometimes because yeah you're basically playing like as a border control person and as you come through the actual gameplay is like checking people's documents like of these fake countries what is this game it's so fun it is so weird and it's so much fun um and so then as you go through so like people will like give you bribes and be like let me in um and it's like set in like basically cold war era but they don't say it's cold war era it's like you're in the fictional land of Artstotska, um which is you know clearly some russian something um but um but yeah it's it's a good time um you have like people people that are mean to you there's this guy georgie who's my favorite who constantly comes in and just has like nothing right like like crayon drawn passports and you'll be like, you can't come in. And he's like, what the heck? <laughs> and then you find out he's like a total like drug dealer person. And so you always catch him on things. And he's like, oh, shoot. <laughs> and like doesn't ever actually get mad at you. It's just so funny for no reason. Um, but yeah, so there's there's some good times in there. But yeah, <laughs> if you ever if you ever want to watch me play that game, it's a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, 